Okay, so the founder of the Brent Factor is Jasmine Dale. Um, I actually met Jasmine last year through a friend of mine. Um, so my passion is to help young people. Um, so Jasmine and I, um, you know, we, we became friends and everything because I, I loved what she was about. But then she had this idea, which she asked me to get involved with in Feb around February of this year. Um, and so the Brent Factor is aimed at 11 to 25 year olds um, and it's based on the model of the X Factor um, so you know we've got we've already had some auditions we've had auditions um, there's been auditions I've got a mental block now <laughs> we've, we've had some auditions um, in various places around the borough including um, Wilsdon Sports Centre um, the next round of uh, um, auditions are going to be in Brent Cross the 21st and 22nd of October the finals are going to be on the 14th of December um, should be at the Civic Centre so um, we've got the support of the council the police we've also done other events with them um, well, the one at Wilsdon Sports Centre, the police actually arranged that and Jasmine was um, involved with that. And there was one at Harrow um, Shopping Centre as well, um, again, arranged by the police. So we did, there was a few auditions, I believe. Um, and we also, we've also got a, a theme song. I can't sing, but I was present. It was written by a beautiful young lady by the name of Naomi. Um, so the lyrics were written, and um, Jasmine's daughter and her son are actually um, featured there. And Jasmine herself features um, in that theme song, um, along with others. So it was recorded in a studio in Wembley, but finished off at the famous Abbey Road Studios. <laughs> So I was, you know, it was an honour to be there because I was actually present um, when, you know, in the studio when they actually the engineer was working on it. So that was a great honour. Um, so that's the Brent factor. So and also it's not just um, about music. You know, they're looking for poets, um, actors as well, and there's there's mentors involved as well. I used to work for the job centre. And I used to focus also on young people and ex-offenders as well. Um, because part of the theme song is, you know, everybody has a, a, a gift. I can't remember the word, word for word, but basically everyone has a gift inside. Um, so, you know, it's a, sometimes it's about, you know, encouraging and bringing out um, people's gifts. Um, and uh, as Whitney Houston said, you know... Um, the children are our future. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember the words of songs that you know. Um, the children are our future. Um, I don't actually have any children of my own. I say because I'm. I'm also a Sunday school teacher as well. I've been doing that since 1998, on and off. Um, and so I say I'm everyone's mm -hmm. mum. So you know, I'm used to dealing with little. I've got nephews and a great niece as well. Um, great nephews as well. So I've got six nephews and um, a great niece and two great nephews. So you know, I do know a lot about children. Um, I say God had other plans, you know, for me. Hence the reason I haven't got children. It wasn't part of my plan, but God, had, you know, works in different ways. But um, and I. So the biggest challenge of my life last year, I actually um, I lost my husband who was into music as well, very gifted. He, he was in a, a, um, a sound system called City Gents, and he was what you called a, a mic man. Very, he was very different, um, and so his nickname was Briggy. After Ray passed away, um, they actually 
got um, bits of um, lyrics that he did back in the day and put it together. And it's, there's a song called Fever that, um, that's out um, that they put together. I also lost my mum and dad last year as well. So um, I lost um, my husband on the 23rd of May, then my mum on the 16th of July in the evening, and my dad the following day on the 17th of July. My mum and dad and my dear husband, I feel as though I've got three angels watching over me, they were all connected to music. My mum and dad were from Jamaica, so my mum and dad, um, they both lived, one lived at 31 and lived, one, the other lived at 32, but they were like, I don't know, just over five minutes away from each other down the road. So my dad lived right um, near Channel One Studio, the famous Channel One Studio, so... Um, my mum and dad, so I was born here, but mum and dad, and I've got two brothers who were born in Jamaica, they, they came here when they were young, and then I came along. But um, my mum and dad used to take me to Jamaica from, the eight, from a very young age. I've been to Jamaica many times, and I'm going again soon. Um, <laughs> I was there last year as well, because I felt like I need to reconnect with mum and dad. Um, so I grew up on music. I mean, I, my... Um, I used to, so on a Saturday night as a little girl, I remember my mum used to be doing the ironing on a Saturday night and um, she used to tune into David Rodigan. So I used to listen to David Rodigan whilst my mum did her ironing on a Saturday night, well, she, you know, used to listen as well. And back in the day, they used to have um, reggae sunsplash in, in England. Um, and I used to go with my mum and my dad, no, not my dad, with my mum and some um, like friends as well. Um, so we used to go to Reggae Sunsplash. Um, when I was at school, there was a group called Musical Youth, and I was crazy over Musical Youth, past the Duchy on the left-hand side. I was crazy over them. Um, so it was taking me way back now. And I actually met them. Um, there was one of them that was related to one of my dad's friends, and I actually met, um, met one of them. Then got a bit older, Maxi Priest amazing, I love Maxi Priest I, then in 1987 I went to Jamaica and I remember my cousin Kamla was um, there from Canada and her cousin was there from America and um, we went to a show, my cousin Carl who lived in Jamaica at the time took us to a stage show and uh, my cousin Kamla saw somebody um, that she knew who then took us backstage so we all went backstage and then to my surprise there was Maxi Priest and I, in those, I think I was 17, and I, and I was a bit shy. But I, the shyness went, and I went up, and I said, Hi, Maxie. <laughs> and then, um, so because we were from England, we kind of, you know, we, that conversation, and then we, we were, they invited us to Blue Mountain Studios in Jamaica, and I was there um, when he was recording um, his album, and I... We, you know, we, we all became friends, my cousins and, you know, all of us. And then um, I'm in contact to this day. Um, Leroy Mafia, he was um, a bass player of Maxi Priest and his brother was a drummer. Basically on top of the pops. So they then, I think shortly after, Leroy, they formed um, their label, the record label, Mafia and Fluxing. It's a famous record label now. Um, so that, that, was, that was an amazing trip. I, I remember I met Sugar Minot. I went to his studio in 1987. Slime Robbie, I met back then. And there was a, um, a, a, an artist called Dominic um, that we met. I met many. Um, so I've got a... And back in the day, just going a little bit back, um, 
My nephew's, my eldest nephew, his mum, so Bev passed away in 2010, but she had connections with um, Luther Vandross's um, backing singer, Kevin Owen. So I've met Kevin Owen quite a few times um, and went to Luther Vandross, quite a few of Luther Vandross's um, concerts. Right, so he, it was a bit of a hobby, I'd say, with Ray, but he's very talented, very talented. So he, he was on, so on a Saturday morning, he was also from 10 to 12, so City Gents, they're still on Roots FM. Um, so he was what they called the mic man, um, so he used to go out to the, the dancers and the clubs and host um, and chat lyrics. <laughs> so I don't know how else to put it. So um, Ray was an entertainer, actually, so his... I actually met him. There was a, um, a Caribbean club, um, a restaurant in Crickwood called The Heritage. So it was his family's, it was his cousin's. Um, so that's, I didn't actually meet, so I first saw Ray there. It was my best friend, it was her birthday. And I remember it was a long day and I was thinking to myself, I'm tired. It's only because it was my best friend. So we went and had a meal there. Then afterwards, you, so the very first time I'd gone to The Heritage, just, um, and then they have um, music and everything. So we went out to the music part. And my friend, um, she always says to me, I got flowers from him before you got... Because he, <laughs> he gave her a rose. So I didn't even know, you know, because I was there just, yeah, dancing away. And then it finished quite early. Well, yeah, we still wanted to party. But my, a friend of mine, and to this day, I always say, whenever I tell this story, I don't think I actually... I, don't, I haven't actually told him. A, a good friend of mine, he dropped me home. And I remember the rest of them, they were going to, <laughs> they were going to, there's a place, it's called The Theorem, it was called BBMC um, back then, it's called The Theorem now, and um, they were going to, and it wasn't far from where I lived, so I decided to come back out and meet the rest of them, and then it was there that um, I actually spoke to my husband for the first time, although if he were here, he would tell you it took him about six months to get my number, and then, the, you know, the following year we got engaged, which was 2006, and then 2007 we were married. So Ray was, um, very, well, like I say, he was very talented. He, um, he was an entertainer. He would be here and he could just um, make up some lyrics about you. And, you know, he was, uh, I, yeah, I can't describe it, but Fever is um, the song that's out. He's actually, he's talking about a girl. So I said it definitely wasn't me, so I don't know who he's talking about, if it was made, if it was made up, but yeah, um, it's quite entertaining, um, and he could, um, he had like a, an up-to-date, he could talk on any kind of music, he could talk on soul, he could talk on reggae, so talented, but a lot of the famous sounds used to want him to, to speak on the mic for him, so Briggy, he, you know, they say the original mic man, so he's very well known. So, yeah, and he, we used to, you know, he used to say to me, I'm a celebrity, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he, yeah, he's a character. So he was, and he is, he is, you know, my true celebrity. So I, I've lived in Brentwood, so I was born here. I'm the only one out of, you know, my brothers. Um, so I'm the youngest and the only girl. So I've grown up, so I'm actually back in the house. Um, I can't, I've never really left it, to be quite honest with you, because Ray and I had a house in Luton, but 
Ray worked for Brent Council, I worked for the Job Centre, so he used to start work at 7 o'clock in the morning, and obviously I didn't start work until later. So we, we bought our house, we never didn't really have our house that long, to be quite honest with you, but circumstances brought us back. We used to have a house in Luton, so I've, I've grown up, this is my area, so I'm, I'm quite well known, because I worked in the Job Centre, I was quite well known, and then my husband was well known, my mum was well known, my dad was well known, so she, my dad was like a superstar, so he could tell you about music as well, because he had a minicab office in Halston. Um, so, you know, I get people saying hello to me and I'm not too sure because they knew my dad or, or they knew my husband. Um, so, you know, and a lot of the elders as well in the community. Um, there's a Mary Constantine. Um, I used to go there as a little girl to their summer schemes uh, and my dad was a member. So I now go back there. Um, I go there sometimes on a Friday or on a Sunday. I've got a lot of respect for Mr Mullins as well. I know quite a lot of the... There's Roots FM, Gussie, um, he's one of the owners of Roots FM. There's a lot that I'm involved... As well as the Brent Factor, um, I also met Justin this year, United Borders. He has a bus with a studio. So Jasmine and Justin, I... You know, my heart... I, yeah, I, I'm all for the work they do because they, they're people like myself from this area. But Justin, um, recent, on Sunday, his bus was broken into. So there's a GoFundMe page. Um, you know, I know, I know he'll, he'll get it back up there because what he's doing is amazing in the, the community. Um, the bus has a studio. I don't know if you, you know it has a studio mm -hmm. on it. He works with young people. Um, he's, you know, he's... Got a bit of um, help from Brent, but more from private sponsors. Um, so I said I will do anything I can do to help him to to get that bus, you know, up and running again. Um, so so we're on. What we've done, we've set up. A, so yeah, they they um they liaise now. They're not actually working to, together as such because Jazz the Brent factor is quite new as well. Um, so we've set up a group called the Village. Um, you know, behind it's um, thinking behind it. It takes a village to raise a child. So the village, the priority of the village is not just well. The priority well is our young people. We're not forgetting our older, our elders because they're our foundation. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll be doing. So it's fairly new. The village only a couple of months ago it, it was set up. So we've got um, Wilston Green Baptist Church. My my um, school friend Sandra. I went to primary school and secondary school with Sandra. I was um, I met up with her again last year because I've also got a friend. Um, well, we've become very good friends. She lost her husband the same day I lost mine. We went to um, the same school together. I remember her husband, but I don't remember her. So Corey passed away last year, 23rd of May. He was involved with music as well. Um, but I always, I always remember Corey because I say many years ago, and I always tell this story, many years ago when I went to Jamaica when we were at school, I don't know how old, I was probably about 13, 14, um, went to JBC Studio with my dad. There was some connection. There's a reason why we went to JBC Studio. And Barry G, who's a famous um, DJ in Jamaica, um, we went on his radio station. But before that, outside the studio, I remember seeing Corey. And he, we were at school. Uh, he was a year below me, so I'll never forget Corey. And I, I hadn't... Um, I, haven't seen, I hadn't seen Corey since we, we'd left school. I, when he passed away, I knew who he was. Uh, um, and then so his wife, Samira, and I have um, become very close because obviously losing our husbands on the same date. Um, so Sandra, going back to Sandra, um, she's, I went to primary school and secondary school with her. Her brother and I were in the same year. So we, we met, I saw Sean at um, 
Corey's funeral. So he said, is it okay for me to pass your number over to Sandra? So he did, and ever since, uh, she's not left my side. So she's a secretary at Wilson Green Baptist Church. Uh, so tonight they're having their harvest, they're having a quiz, so that's what I've done my, my chicken for. <laughs> Sorry, my chicken wings that I've got to go home and put in the oven. So, um... But so my parents are from Jamaica, so I, remember, I grew up on you know a lot of Bob Marley music as well. And my mum used to say, because my mum used to buy music as well, she used to say, "Listen to the words of music." So you know Bob Marley is about conscious lyrics. So when you listen to Bob Marley, I can you know I can relate. Even when you know he talks about um, um, there's a song. Which one is it? No, no woman, no cry. Um, sitting in the government, is it the government yard in Trenchtown, um, eating cornmeal porridge. It's like you, I get a picture in my mind. Um, so it's, you know, music you can relate to. And so when I used to go out, I remember, you know, there were certain songs I wouldn't dance to because, you know, some of them being disrespectful to women um, and just the lyrics. So some of them I wouldn't dance to because I always remember my mum saying, listen to the words of songs um, and she she spoke I think she spoke about it more in a conscious thing you know thinking you know about Bob Marley what he sang about its sense its life um, so and you know so, so I've got a, so I, I like pop music I like I like all types of music so I go to church as well um, and as I said before I'm a Sunday school leader as well um, and I say to reach out to our young people, it's through music, you know, to get, pe to get our young people in the churches, we need to get to them through music. So, Wilson Green Baptist Church, um, they're closed for refurbishment, so they worship now at St Andrew's Church um, until their church is sort of rebuilt or, um, or refurbished, I don't know. Um, so there's a young pastor, his name is Denzel, they have a studio at the so I suppose it would be rebuilt. So he, you know, so he's an example of um, reaching out because you've got young pastors and, you know, they're so humble. And uh, there's an event that happens every year on Church Road um, and they get different churches and artists. And there was an artist by the name of Isaiah Raymond that I saw this year, amazing guy. So it's, you know, in terms of church, church has come a long way. In terms of music, it's not just... Um, you know, um, like the typical, because I, I go to a Church of England church, but in the Church of England church is changing, because um, there's the evangelical side of it as well. Um, I mean, some every church is different, so you might have a, an experience at you know one church and experience at another church, like all churches, regardless of de denominations. Um, so I, as I say, the music. And I actually went away from music. I went to see, on Thursday, the bishop that preached at Harriet and Meghan's um, wedding, um, Bishop Michael Curry. I went to see him at St Paul's Cathedral. Amazing. So when it comes to words, you know, and being humble, and you know, the, a lot of the churches, I think a lot of them have a long way to go. But like I say, music, I was, I've said it to my church, because I'm on the church committee as well, music is the way to our young people. I do like One Love, um, so Sun is Shining, is that, is that the, um, yeah, there, there's, a, there's one of the, I can't, I'm trying to think of the titles, uh, um, and so I could, there's, there's lots, and I mean even, <laughs> and I'm going back to Soul as well, because I love, uh, Shalimar, I saw them last year, um, so that's going, that's on the soul side of things, so I, I love Shalimar, I'm just, you know, I'm, I've been, 
My mum also, you know, I, I was brought up on like songs like Dion from Dion Warwick, mm -hmm. Al Green. I love. Um, there, there's so many. Um, yeah, and and what's very touching now for me is dance with my father. I live with Andros, so it means a lot to me, so I can relate to those lyrics. So, and when, when I got married, um, they didn't have Dance With My Father, <laughs> so we had, I danced with, um, I danced with my dad to Lean On Me, um, which is, means a lot to me now as well. Um, so, um, you know, there's a lot of songs that I hear on the radio. I mean, there's a, a DJ that I was listening to this morning, I know, and I, I sent him a message to say the music he's playing reminds me of my mum and dad. Because mm -hmm. my mum and dad used to entertain as well, so they played music. They had, my mum bought records, um, and also my dad, I remember as a little treat, so my dad knew Mr Palmer from Jetstar, so he used to take me sort of, um, you know, just after Christmas, to Mr. Palmer, and we used to get records. And I also used to get records from Jamaica myself. I used to bring records back from Jamaica. So a lot of the records I, I haven't, I haven't got anymore. Um, yeah, with technology, but they, you know. And I, I keep saying I'm a hidden, I'm sort of a hidden DJ. One thing I didn't say, and I, I wind my, my husband's friends up as well sometimes. So when before I started. Um, dating my husband, myself and him, you know, one of our many conversations, we had what we called a sound clash on the phone. <laughs> and I, I always said I won, but, you know, um, that was a, yeah, we were going to try and have another one and have a, 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 um, a someone to sort of um, be a judge. That didn't, so, yeah, but, you know, music is fun, you know, I feel music. Um, and so, yeah, I couldn't do without music, and especially you know, my grieving as well, it's helped me so mm. much. I remember, so my husband was, you know, the music person, but so I remember he used to say, can you turn it down? Because I, I do love... <laughs> and people look at me and look at him and think, oh, she's, you know, she doesn't play loud music, but no, I love, I love music. You think I'm having... My best friend, you know, in the past has said to me, are you having your own party? <laughs> right, so when you talk about reggae music, so a lot of people see Jamaica... So I say it's a small island, but very powerful. Mm. And um, I think there's a great influence because you go all over the world, everyone knows Bob Marley. Mm. So Bob Marley within, you know, himself had um, a great influence and is still having a great influence. I can't think of anybody else um, that comes close to Bob Marley. I mean, it might be disputable, but that's my opinion. Um, so I think it had, you know, because... Um, you get, you know, many people, there's, there's all different types of people from all over that love reggae music, especially Bob Marley. But another um, artist, a newer artist, Chronix, I saw Chronix last year, I tell you, amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, it was last November I saw Chronix. And uh, um, Coffee as well. Because there's an advert that I'm hearing, you know, for the it's saying for they're here for the first time. They're not, because I saw them last November at Alexandra Palace. And Coffee, again, is very talented. Very talented. Very, very talented. Um, so, you know, so there, there are new artists. I'm not disrespecting the new artists, but I think Bob Marley set a big trend um, in terms of, you know, conscious lyrics. Um, so he, you know has done a lot for reggae music. Um, I think it's inspired a lot. It's inspired the world, to be quite honest with you. And there's even quotes, Bob Marley quotes, that, you know, you look at and you, you can relate to them, you know. Um, but I think it has um, 
It has improved in some ways, and maybe some ways not. Um, who comes to mind is Gappy Ranks. Um, and I think he's an amazing young man, very talented, um, and sings conscious lyrics. And I think Gappy is an example to our youth. So, uh, you know, I've heard, I'm not so much into a lot of the newer music, so I can't, I, I don't think I'm in a position to comment so much on them because I don't really listen to the new music, so to speak. Not that I, not that I say a no-no to it, but, but then, I mean, Chronics is sort of newer, I'd say. Um, but uh, I would say, we, like anything in life, we can always improve. Uh, and I, I just think, um, you know, we need, to, we need to set an example to our youth. Um, because, and everybody, we can all learn. I remember, Bob, I remember watching an interview with Bob Marley and him saying, we can all learn from, we can learn from a baby. And, you can, and that, I, I keep that in mind um, because we can learn from children. It's, about, it's not just about us as adults dictating to um, younger people. We need to listen to them as well. But we have got knowledge and wisdom. So, you know, that knowledge and wisdom, it needs to be, we need to meet them halfway and they need to meet us. It's both ways. Uh, um, but I do listen. Um, I have got a bit of old school in me as well. <laughs> but th I think there's that balance because I tend to have the ability to reach out to our young people as well. Um, you know, because you've got to, and I think I learned a lot from working in the job centre as well because you meet people from all walks of life, you know, you hear many stories, um, some very heartbreaking, and from young people as well. Um, and I say, I will not give up on our youth, no way. Um, we, no, I, you know, no matter what, everybody has a gift, we're all born with gifts. So, so you know, and, and people are very judgmental. Um, I, I, I include myself as well. I think many people, are, it's, it's human nature to be judgmental, but, you know, you have to, I think you have to sort of think about what you say and, you know, and sort of... Um, control your way of thinking um, in order to help people and um, I also, I'm involved with our local food bank as well and recently I've been going into schools they've got me going into schools doing presentations and up until last year I remember my husband used to say you know, my, you know, my wife talks for England, but that's on a one-to-one -one basis but I couldn't do public speaking, but May last year this was, so we, I um, was involved in arranging a community day well, it was my idea, the community day and we called it Reach Out um, so I brought the idea to my, my vicar and he agreed straight away so um, he said he would he, he left it to myself and my husband to actually name it so I want, it was based on the song Reach Out and Touch Somebody's Hand by Dinah Ross so I, I went home to my husband and I said to him you know, um, Father Chris says um, you know, he's left it to us to name it um, so Right, straight away he said just call it reach out as if to say come on it's obvious so we called it reach out um, and it was that event I think that I first I spoke and then so that was the 12th of May last year my husband passed away on the 23rd of May I didn't expect my husband to pass away I didn't expect my mum and dad to pass away although you know everyone was ill but um, one of the last conversations my priest said that he had with my husband was we need to continue reach out um, and I remember that day when I got home, because Ray wanted to go to, to, to come to the event. And I remember, but, but his, he hadn't had a haircut, I remember, and, and I don't think he felt 100% either, so he did. But I remember my friend Brian, he's like a brother to me, Brian. And I remember Brian liaising with Ray 
and updating him. And when we got home, we all had a, a glass of red wine, or maybe a bit more than a glass of red wine. And Ray kept on saying, you know, when is the next one? And I said, you know, I've only just, we've only just got to know, you know, this one's only finished. So he was eager, you know, to reach out. We've not had another event. However, it will continue. I mean, I, because I've, you know, my grieving and also I've got myself involved in quite a lot with the Brent Factor. Um, and now the village, which um, is fairly new. So uh, to, to go back on the village, we're going to, so we've got the local police, we've got some um, governors involved, um, not governors, sorry, some councillors um, involved. We've um, Justin's on it as well from United Borders and a lady that works with him, Annabelle. Um, and just some, uh, Fitzroy is, I call him my big brother, the London Apollo Club. He play, it opens um, at the end of each month, no, beginning of each month, because it's open today. opens once a month, and he plays it. He's, he's like, he's, um, goes to my church as well, he's on the church committee. He's older than me, he's more my brother's age, but he's, I call him my big brother. He's on it as well. So the main people that come, so no one's sort of in charge, so to speak, but there are co coordinators. So it's myself, Pastor Denzel from the Baptist Church, Fitzroy, so we're the coordinators, so we've got people from the community, um, I can't remember what they're called now, but they, um, it's, they have a, a steel pan, and my mind has gone blank, and forgive me, because um, I, uh, Patrick, sorry, Patrick McKay, so he, um, they, for years they've had, um, it's, is it St Michael's um, steel pan? So Patrick's involved as well, so we'll have events to do with music and different types of events to um, focus on young people and our elders in the community. So that's the idea of the village. So we're just structuring it at the moment. We have an ethos as well. So I've involved so it's kind of it was my idea along with you know, sort of Fitzroy and um, Denzel. So we have our meetings at the Leary Constantine, we have a, a meeting next Thursday. That'll be our third meeting. The first meeting was in my home. And then this, the last, the last one was at Leary Constantine. We have another one, so we're going to sort of get the structure together and then plan towards thinking. Right. So there was a, a station called JBC Station. It was a pirate station. I remember it was on Railwood Road. I went there once, um, and I think it was a furniture store. So they had their, I think it was their base there. <laughs> so I think, and they were local, and I, I'm aware there was another one. In Hulls, and there were quite a few of them in Halsden, um, and they were, I think, you know, there were companies that basically gave them their, their um, a room or where, wherever to um, have this. So they were supported. I mean, my dad, my dad owned Halsden Carls as well in Halsden. Um, and I know he was a music, but he, I mean, my dad will tell you, um, even actually, my dad, um, he was, you know, in his 80s when he passed away. Um, but even then, he was there to tell you about music, and he knew. He, I speak to people that know my dad. So when I say, you know, because my my maiden name, so my my thought is Diane Shrouder Johnson. So I, I kept it's a double barrel name. So um, you know, when I say Shrouder, a lot of people know they you know they've got a lot of respect for my dad. So I feel very proud. And when I say who my my husband um, was as well, I feel so proud. But my my dad, a lot of the musicians. You know, no, so I've met some of these and they, you know, local musicians, and they say, yeah, you know, like he, he was a father figure to them. Um, there was a, I can't remember his name, that I met about a month ago. Um, 
and I remember it was outside Justin's bus actually and I remember because he came to get some information about Justin's bus and I met I knew I recognised his face because there was so Quarku. I haven't. How can I forget Quarku? But I know my time's almost up. But I need to, to mention Quarku because that's about music as well. But this gentleman, I remember this gentleman saying that back in the day, when my dad had his minicab office. Sometimes they used to go there for minicab, and they, you know, my dad used to say, "Come on, I'm going to drop you home," just to get them home safe, and didn't charge them. He said, "You know that man, you know." So he was highly respected. So I'm so proud that I had. The parents that I had and the, the um, husband that I had, because they ref all three of them represented peace and love. So, you know, I keep saying I'll share that, because not everybody knows the true meaning of love. And yeah, mum and dad represented love. So going on to Kwaku now. So, Kwaku um, does a lot of things here at the library to do with um, reggae, African history. So, there is a tree in Harlesden, it's called the Reggae Tree. There's a plaque that Rent Council have put. Um, it was um, so the first of July every year. I only found out last year is International Reggae Day. I don't know if you knew that. Mm -hmm. So I only found that out last year. One, it was a Sunday. A friend of mine, well, he's a lo he's a counsellor. He said he's he was going to Halston um, um, to do a, a, a tree. So I then went along. It was nine o'clock Sunday morning. My church starts at ten thirty. So I, I went along because I wake up early anyway. And um, Dawn Butler was there. Mohammed Bhatt and some other councillors were there and I remember I had on a white dress and I had a pink scarf because it, it was quite warm um, so it was sort of a summer scarf so and then Dawn Butler said well you can't be wearing pink and not come in our picture so that was when they planted the reggae tree so this picture I mean it was in the newspaper and everything and it's a, there's actually a picture of us on that tree that they put on that tree so that was a year ago um, so the 1st of July this year um, they marked it by um, putting a plaque, and Janet Kay, Carol Thompson, Victor Ramirez Evans, there. and um, there were photos taken as well. So, you know that. So I met Kwaku last year there. So he was—he's the one that's organised everything. So through conversation with him, because I said to him about the radio stations. So we, we exchanged numbers because he said you seem to know a lot. Uh, you know, so um, since then, him and his beautiful wife, I've, I've been involved with events. There was one, not Friday, on the Friday before, um, at the Tavistock, um, and, you know, had, he had different artists. The Broke Factor performed as well. So I'm, I'm also honoured to be a part of, you know, um, yeah, reggae music um, in terms of, you know, history as well. So Kwaku knows a lot, because although, you know, I know a lot about reggae music, but... He knows a lot, and like I said, he's involved with a lot um, with the council as well. You're already, it's already being done because we've got plaques around. There's a, um, you know, the, there's a plaque that was, I think it was last week, um, for Bob Marley, at a house where he lived, but he also lived at a house in Neasden. So there's a plaque there. Um, there's Boney M, Dennis Brown. There were different plaques around, so things like that. Um, people like Kwaku. Um, you, know, to, you know, having events and um, creating history, and it, there's, I think there's um, some information here at the library as well. Um, and I think it's people sharing their knowledge. You know, doing things like this. I think we need more of that, and we need to embrace the elder um, people that are around. 
so we can hold on to our history and continue that history and encourage our younger generation and teach our younger generation, share you know, our, our gifts in order for them to continue that so the history of reggae music can live on, definitely.